and controversies. What a beautiful combination. And this is episode number 487 on the 25th of February 2022. Sports and controversies. What a beautiful combination. The other can't live without the other. None can live without the other. Sports without controversies is like Indian food without masala. Both need the other. If there are no controversies in sports, if things are smooth, everything is perfect, then it feels as if it doesn't feel real. Unless a sports athlete or governing bodies or anyone involved in this, directly involved in this, doesn't say something or initiate an action which can lead to issues and controversies, sports is not fun. Sports is not just winning at that time in the ground. It's beyond that. It's things that happen off camera, things which happen behind the scenes, which affect the events on the ground, which happen in front of a camera. And that's the most important thing. Let's look at some examples. One of the latest examples of sports and controversies in the Indian context is legendary table tennis player Manika Patra and her run-ins with the governing bodies and coaches and allegations of match fixing and this and that. And it has added fuel to the fire. It has added fuel to the much opium-like need of the controversy fire. If there were no issues, if Indian athletes were winning gold after gold in various competitions or they were going on to win competitions, then the issues would go under the radar. But once things happen off camera, once an athlete and the coach athlete and the governing body or coaches and the governing body have a run-in, they butt eggs, then start to feel like as if there is something happening because you need the opium called controversy. Otherwise, it's not sports. And then of course, who should be blamed? In this Manika Batra, Batra controversy, the thing is that she blamed their coach for trying to have favoritism for another player. It's still not an exact science. It's still not known how things work in that context. But there were issues that she refused the coach's assistant at the Olympics. And then her governing body sent her a notice as to why she was insulting the coach appointed by the governing body and then things began to escalate and if it hadn't escalated then it would have been okay everything is perfect the coach and the player are happy the governing body is saying everything is perfect we are providing the facilities and the athletes are happily complying with it they are winning matches they are getting the much needed gold but it doesn't work that way that's why 
scores and controversies always work whether it's a controversial end to a match whether it was the whole gimmick surrounding the Novak Djokovic situation where he wasn't allowed inside a country to compete because of certain reasons and the support for him and one section not supporting him the other section supporting him and then the morality of the issue whether what he did was right whether the host country had the right to bar him from playing the tournament so for me it didn't make a difference it doesn't matter if he doesn't play it's not the end of tennis there are millions of players in tennis and if a Djokovic or a Federer or a Nadal or a Andy Murray or Williams sisters don't compete for whatever reason, whatever issues they have, whether it's off-field, on-field, injuries, this, that, it doesn't make a difference because we move on. There are other things to care about. Whether what it did was right or wrong, it doesn't matter. And then there comes the question, should we adhere to rules? Well, this adherence to rules is something which is, it's a very tricky situation. If we obey rules, then one section says, no, we should not, we should try and break some rules. If we don't obey rules, the other school of thought says, no, if we don't obey rules, there'll be chaos, there'll be no, there will be no order. We need order, we need chaos. And this has been happening for so long, as long as humanity has existed, as long as professions have existed, and as long as certain individuals form governing bodies, make rules, and ask the fellow athletes or fellow individuals to obey the rules, whether it's in schools or at the professional level, at the sporting level, whether it's as simple as wearing a seat belt in your car for your own safety, which most individuals don't understand. We all wear seat belts not to protect ourselves, but to avoid a fine. Half the time, if you've read my book, a special section in that book says we obey rules, not because we want to obey rules, but because we want to avoid paying the fine. Fine could be fine in cash or fine in time. It can work either way. And that's the thing. And then comes the Saha story. Of course, he was dropped from the team and the coach had certain things to say on his need in the team and age factor and whatever be the thing. As uh, the situation when this individual was threatened by certain individuals personal messages, how true is that, how concocted is that, is something we will never know. But it has added fuel to the much opium-like need of the controversy fire. Of course, we look at people as soft-spoken and somebody who is in your face. And we look at the current coach as somebody who is soft-spoken. The thing is, we don't know. Just because they act soft-spoken on the screen, they're not soft-spoken off-screen. Of course, the, this is something which has no concrete or there is no 
rule regarding this who what defines a soft spoken person and what defines a hard person no one knows and no one will ever know but controversy good for certain individuals certain eed media they enjoy it they have pages to fill school of thoughts divided opinions on the pseudo media everyone wants to pay in okay this is wrong this is right he should have been treated this way he's been such an important part of the team he's been such an important servant for the sport and that's the term i don't like we respect them and then we say an important servant we need we need to remove the term servant we should not use that term because it's derogatory but we use it in such a casual way that this player has been an important he has provided service yeah he has been a servant to the sport i never like the term i'll never like the term i disagree with it but if 9 out of 9.9 people use it it's acceptable and because it comes in the pseudo media print media electronic media we take it casually because okay it's there and we have been accepted with such terms for so long that no one seems to mind and as thing goes and as the coach said i have a deep respect for saha and his achievements and contributions to the sport a conversation with him actually came from that place from my respect from him and then of course age factor you're not being a part of the team you're not the first choice keeper and that's the difference between hockey and cricket in hockey the coach is smart enough to give if there are two keepers both keepers get a chance depending on the situation if a team is winning then the coach will allow the relatively younger keeper to gain some experience being there in the cauldron if the match is at a certain situation where you need someone who can take control of the ball the more experienced keeper so at this point cj is only 33 he is not exactly old in terms of what old means but he has been playing for so long that he comes in that experience category and that's the most important thing but well we'll see what happens and moving on to other things term discarded and dropped everyone had certain thing to say about legends like bahane pujara and ishan sharma and important cog to the team but they weren't making runs they weren't picking up wickets in the case of ishan so what happens the selection committee says the cam we have come to a situation where the camel has broken the straw we cannot go beyond this if this player isn't contributing and is causing issues so one doesn't know what the issues are then they need to go so what happens the apple knocker borish and nave selectors drop legends pahane pujara ishan and we can add sahar to it of course it became a big deal because they weren't making runs they were getting multiple chances and there was enough negative campaigning that the 
Apple knocked Boris and Nave selectors fell to the pressure of the pseudo media and the print and electronic media one can once considered lynchpins and now discard because of lack of runs and under constant attrition by the pseudo media they felt it went and as everyone said their omission their being dropped their being discarded was accepted and there's nothing you can do to change that situation so what had to happen had to happen and this is how things work two years after belatedly establishing himself in test rohit sharma has been handed test captaincy after being chosen to lead in a two home test against sri lanka sharma's initiation as test captain will also mark a transition in the test team with the axing of pujara rahane following that prolonged lean run it's all in the mind not making runs making runs and make and doing abstract things like making runs all in the mind but then that's acceptable and as the burish selection committee said we have spoken to them earlier and told them that for the two tests against sri lanka they won't be considered just like broad and anderson were also dropped from the team they have played for the country for so long so why not and it is very important for selectors to take care of cricketers when they are going through a rough phase rough phase you can't strike off the name permanently but then there are a few points well first of all who are the current selection committee specifically right now who are were dropping and accepting players or picking up players they themselves had no pedigree they themselves were such lean players means they had no contribution i don't even know who these people are i don't want to take names because they don't deserve that kind of respect they never did they never will and they never have so of course that the problem of these individuals it was going to come it might within make runs and of course after a while the camel broke the straw there was going to be a certain line which it crossed they had to go in that direction but it could have been done smartly they could have said you can play the five day domestic championship and then because this reminds me of what happened 17 years ago 16 years ago when a certain individual called gangul also had a run in with the, the governing body the coaches and everyone involved he was dropped because he himself wasn't making funds for at least 6 7 months he wasn't part of the team and yet he was given a chance second chance third chance whatever it want to call it and then from 2006 2008 played around 25 matches and then eventually ended his career 
but let me tell you if this was tendulkar or any such player they the selection committee would have never dared to drop someone like tendulkar because we know what could have happened it could have created violence you can drop pujara rahane because they haven't created that kind of atmosphere they don't run around like other players and they haven't got the height people like tendulkar and kohli and rohit sharma and pun have got that's the most important thing and that's something we need to look at because it's nothing more than revenge dropping for grapes as the term goes angur katte hain it's a very simple situation the selectors recalling the fact that they weren't regularly playing for the team they were also in and out for whatever reasons so what happens we are now in this position of power let's to our hearts content drop this guy pick up this guy and let me tell you one more thing rohit sharma has been given the captain for all format good maybe he deserves it but it's a short term assignment because in 2005 and 2006 when ganguly was not part of the team drop discarded david became the captain everyone said okay people reacted the same way in which people reacted in this situation after kohli said i'm done with captaincy as a said captains come and go so from individual don't matter but this is a very this is almost like a deja vu it's a short term assignment dravid was a captain for around 2 to 1/2 years before captaincy went to another individual whoever that is so it was a short term captaincy between 2004 and 2007 and then everyone knows the things that happened at the 2007 world cup we can discuss it to our hearts content on some other day but it's a short term captaincy not going to be forever and of course with formats becoming so important and everything in silos that you are the cap and turns like white ball and red ball cricket being used without any line or reason everyone loves such terms white ball is red ball this that blah 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 let me tell you it's a, it's a short term and of course because rohit sharma comes across or creates this atmosphere as this nice guy who talks nicely to the pseudo media or the ped media he talks to them in a very nice manner or a gentleman like manner he isn't rude he doesn't argue with them to everyone like and i said it's all about privilege if he was foolish if he was arguing then that is not good enough and we judge people on such minor things and such things that tomorrow if india doesn't win the 20 over world championship and consequently the 50 over world championship everyone will say why did we go with a 33 34 year old why did not we go with a younger guy and did we not have the right people for the right positions or were we not going according to plan 
or was is or what the fact that india won 10 12 matches did they count if he wins greatest captain ever if he even if india reaches the finals and they are runners up and they get the silver medal wow what an effort better than the things that happened in 2021 but there's nothing new about this there's nothing special about this of course let me tell you even if india has won 10 20 over matches in a row which is good no one is putting them on the favorites pedestal right now of course our neighboring country the defending champions or runners up and the team which made it to the semi finals are in that category rest of them if they do it good enough if they don't that's it but this whole dropping and chopping of players nothing more than the bench dropping because when you have nothing to lose when you are in that position of power you know that you only have a certain amount of time you fully tend to abuse a situation because that's what everyone wants to do abuse the situation because i am in the seat of power i'll pick up whoever i want i'll drop whoever i want on frivolous grounds like not making runs or not being the image that we want from the players and that's how it is and then we come to the coach the current coach is considered to be a polyhistor or most coaches are considered to be polyhistor and once Course, the dravid rohit combination was seen as a transition a new phase it happens every time whenever there's a new captain and subsequently a new coach wow new captain new coach new era this era that era we keep on listening to this i don't really think it works but we accept this but is he was considered to do something different but he has fallen to a cliched role coaching role disguising it as taking tough decisions clarifying roles and then you heard the same thing yes i have sat down with the players i have discussed with them the roles that they are expected to perform the captain said the same thing the coach said the same thing so what's new in that what new have they done okay certain players are not part of the team and certain players have been told that you were done to go for retirement straight as an arrow kind of a situation so how is that different from the guy who retired just before him his predecessor just because he smiles on the ground or he speaks in a very gentleman like or a very noble like manner to individuals it doesn't change what the coach is supposed to do the coach is once again a passive stakeholder once a match against the coach is well the coach may as well go to sleep because the coach cannot do anything unlike other sports and remember this guy the corner of the something special taking tough decisions taking unpopular decisions what is popular and what is unpopular in this context we can keep debating on that for the rest of our lives he has fallen to a cliched coaching role disguising it as taking tough decisions 
clarifying rules and other things which the court is anyways supposed to do. But moving on to something which was unexpected, that was the fifth ODI of the women's division match. It's a fifth ODI. India went on to beat New Zealand, but this happens. When a team has lost the entire series, they were 4-0 down. They tried everything, every combination, every combination, batting first, bowling first, chasing, defending, this, that. Things didn't work. So they got some players into the team. They got the senior players. They took out some players. And the captain said, this is the best 11 I will go with. That's exactly what happened. And then, maybe New Zealand ran out of gas or maybe India said, we have nothing to lose. Let's go all out in this final match. Let's go with the best 11. Whatever that means, I leave it to the listeners who decide whatever the best 11 or it means. But this is not happening for the first time. Whenever a team loses the tournament, the final match, red rubber, inconsequential match, and what happened? You go on to win. Eventually, New Zealand won the series 4-0, but this may infuse a new life. One doesn't know what will happen in the World Cup, what kind of plan will they come up with. It was a good chase, but I think it was more on the side that New Zealand ran out of gas and need to refuel before the World Cup. India had enough gas in the tank left to perform in this manner and win this particular tournament or this particular match and that's exactly what happened. So, how will that momentum play into the World Cup? We don't know. But who should play, who should not play, it's very difficult. And that's something even I can't come to a decision. Who should play, who should not play, what are the best 11 players to step into the field, who should open with whom. That's something that is best left to the coach and the captain and it's almost like a gamble. Okay, you play, you won't play. If we pick you up, we may win. You may provide that much needed momentum. Let's leave it to the discretion of the coach and the captain. But winning this match, see that it was something different, but simply because New Zealand ran out of momentum and gas. But the T20 men's division, it had the same old story. We are batting first, making around 200 new set of players, print players getting a chance. At this time, the only print individuals are the selection committee because they were the most print players play. The selection committee is lucky enough to pick and choose because I would have done a better job as a selector even if I had no experience playing the sport. But that's the most important thing. Winning this match and of course you can have pity for Sri Lanka. They flew 18 hours from Australia to India. They hardly had any time to recuperate and then a day's break and then they had to play, of course. But then you blame the governing bodies for such a schedule. How in the world do you have three matches in a space of three days? The only break being today, you have two matches tomorrow and on Sunday without a break with only 
travel for today so the players after winning tomorrow they must have immediately left for the airport or for the whatever if you go by uh, bus or something you will never be able to reach Dharamshala that too from Lucknow or any other place you have to take some kind of a flight or some arrangement and then hardly any time to recuperate and things like that and I've been to the Dharamshala ground people call it picturesque but I've seen the New Zealand ground and that is what is picturesque no stands, no concrete structures, just grass banks with an airport on the one end of the ground and that's what we call a picturesque ground. Small town, beautiful ground. Aramchala is a good ground but you cannot compare to the ground in New Zealand because they are what we call a classical ground. So there's nothing new in India winning. You never know, Sri Lanka may win the next two matches, make it 2-1. Who will eventually, who are the 17, 18 people who will eventually have their back for Australia? We don't know. Will these performances make a difference eventually? You will have to leave it to the fringe selection, selectors to decide, but that's the way things work. And it was a decent match. And once you made 200, you were never going to not defend the score. This ends episode number 487 on the 25th of February 2022. I will be back with episode number 488 on the 28th of February 2022. So stay tuned.
and what to do, do while we wait for the next episode with the weekend coming. Put these must-read legendary books in your must-read book column. Once again, put these must-read legendary books in your must-read books column.